0: friendzoned i'm mallory
1: and i'm josh
0: and we are going to start out our episodes of friendzoned with our weekly views uh so big story broke today that bill cosby got found guilty of his charges finally or some yes some of the charges so watch your jello
1: oh my god you can't be raping people for what 40 some years or whatever it is and then not get caught he's a scumbag
0: oh hardcore but so he's like 80 now like he's gonna die in jail probably
1: good he deserves well
0: yeah he should
1: you know i i'm not the only one that just was heartbroken that dr huxtable was raping chicks okay that's it's just the worst thing ever.
0: Yeah, I remember being, I think it was like 10 or 12, and my parents took me to see him. Like, he had a live show, and we went and saw him. He had, like, the family-friendly one, and then at night he had his adult-only one. So we went to the family-friendly one. But, um, yeah, so my heart is a little broken because I grew up with Bill. Well, I think we, like, pretty much all grew up with Bill Cosby, and this... I think it's like this dream of like this perfect American dad where like our only other one that we had growing up was like Bob Saget. But Bob Saget was pretty like out as like being a deep egg.
1: <laughs> Well, yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's just it's crazy that for so long people knew about it. It wasn't like a secret in Hollywood that nobody knew about. It was just like Harvey Weinstein.
0: Weinstein, yeah.
1: Everybody knew what was going on, but he had so much power that it did not matter what anybody said or did. If you went against him, your career was over.
0: Yeah, and I just, I think that it's crap that they in court apparently with Janice Dickinson they were like who hasn't she slept with and made it this thing that she didn't know who like one of her baby daddies was um and I just don't think that's acceptable just because you are sexually active doesn't mean you consent to sex with every single person that walks the planet
1: yeah I mean that's like you know dating a porn star and then You have sex with her, you rape her, and then you go, well, she's a porn star. You know, that's not how it works.
0: No. So, yeah, obviously all of our dreams and Jello and pudding has been crushed today. But Now, (laughs) I
1: I do have something I need to say, though. Just as a man in today's society. Yes. Because of guys like Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and all these other assholes out there we all have to watch what we say and what we do we're not all like that and there is plenty of false accusations out there that guys are going to prison for when they shouldn't be when there's scumbags like bill cosby and harvey weinstein making millions of dollars getting away with this for 20 30 plus years it's sick
0: right and you know as a woman you and i well like this male-female friendship, we've just dis- we've discussed in depth the Me Too movement, and we're going to do an episode about it later because you and I both have a lot of feelings about it. Um, and I think that I have a very different opinion than most women have, um, well, from what I've seen. Um, obviously, I feel that everybody's body is their temple and it's their own, um, but I feel women in the industry kind of take advantage of males as well.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Yeah, that I'm talking about Louis C.K. because I love him. Um,
1: (laughs) Okay, okay. I got got to say something with that. Yeah. They took somebody who was... Star was rising, finally. Finally, Mm -hmm. he was getting the credit he deserved.
0: He deserved because the man is a genius.
1: And then, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, these women come out of the woodwork saying oh, Louis C.K. jerked off in front of me, and I don't know. They all consented to it.
0: They consented. That is my thing, is that who's really abusing the power there? Who's really taking advantage of the situation? Because you said yes because you wanted to use the fame that he had, and that's being just as much abusive – as the dude in that situation, in my opinion, you're taking advantage too.
1: Oh, 100%. Now, don't get this twisted. I am not condoning what he did. It's kind of a creepy thing to do. But at the end of the day, that's that's what he's into. And that's what those girls wanted to do. He probably paid them pretty well to do it. But still, it's a little little gross and creepy. But nowhere near as bad as you know Weinstein or Bill Cosby or any of those guys. Right
0: and i don't think it's fair to put him in that same category because it's, it's those females consented and i don't think it's fair for people to you know punish him for these things that these women consented to these women took advantage of the situation and his power as well. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about it more later because obviously we have very strong feelings about that. So we we'll could get do back a three-hour
1: podcast just on this. Trust me.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but either way, your body is your temple. Nobody should ever do anything to anybody unless they're consenting. And we're glad that Bill Cosby is finally getting punished for what he has done.
1: See you later. I hope this show pudding pops up your ass in prison.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So big news happened this week in Tennessee. Um, We had very close to my home. We had the horrible shooting in the Antioch Waffle House. Um, Was it covered? Pretty heavily in Wisconsin, Josh.
1: Um, Not that I saw, but I I mean, I haven't really been watching the news. I I haven't had a chance to really sit down and watch it. But I mean, I see I see it on Facebook. I see it on Google and all that stuff. Um, I I have some very strong opinions about this whole gun situation. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to make a lot of people probably angry or not understand where I'm coming from. Okay, but this shit is not a gun problem no it is a mental health problem
0: mental health problem 100% agree do,
1: with you. do I do I agree that we have very very easy access to weapons in our country yes do I think it should be changed yes moderately but it, it's really more of a mental health thing how many of these shooters have you have they seen give an autopsy to them and they're on some kind of SSRI or some kind of crazy antipsychotic drug that's going to make them go nuts. This is not about whether or not they can get a gun or not. You can get right. a, I can walk down the street and find somebody and probably buy a gun from them. And I live in the middle of Wisconsin.
0: Right. And the fact of the matter is that there was, it was illegal for him to have guns because of his criminal past And it boils down to this was a mental health issue that he still chose to go and do that because he wasn't, he is not mentally healthy. And like being very, very near to where it happened, it was scary for all of us. Um, I know where, cause I do work in the school system and the schools were on lockdown Um, no visitors could come in Um, they canceled after school activities even it was really intense and I have never patroned Waffle House myself Um, but Matthew and I do have plans to go this weekend because this week that particular Waffle House is donating 100 percent of their profits to the victim's families. And so we want to contribute in any way that we can. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fantastic in the way that the community has really come together, um, has really been inspiring in the way that, uh, here, even though, you know, the man that did save, a bunch of people and was able to get the gun out of the shooter's hands. Um, You know, he says that he's not a hero, but he truly is. And so um, being able to see that in our own community and that we were, he was able to stop somebody without having to be violent is also really inspiring.
1: Well, one thing I have to say, and I know a lot of people don't like to hear this, but the only way to stop bad guys with guns is good guys with guns.
0: Right, right. And the police force worked effort, like they were amazing, you know, and they were great about keeping the community updated. And it was, it made me feel as a Tennessee resident, like very proud of the task force that we have behind us and the community that came together. Um, But yeah, like at the end of the day, like we said, it's a mental health issue. I mean, they've talked to the shooters, previous employers who had talked to, you know, the government officials and had said like, he needs help. You guys need to get him mental help. There's something wrong with him. And that was ignored. And at the end of the day, this is what it boils down to is there is a serious mental health issue.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but there is one thing that I do want to say about it. Uh from a person who does suffer from certain mental health issues, mm-hmm. I really, really wish that our society would actually sit back and actually take it seriously. It doesn't seem like anybody takes it seriously. Even though we see all these shootings coming out of nowhere and all all these people are threatening to blow things up, this is all mental health issues. And until we sit back and we take it seriously we try to reach out and help these people instead of punishing them it's never ever going to get better
0: right yeah um so yeah anyway at the end of the day it was very inspiring um for me as a member of the community to see all of us band together and if you guys any of our listeners are in the area please go visit the waffle house um in an act this tennessee this weekend um or this week Because all those profits are going to help the families.
1: Well, I guess we can move on to something a little less dreary and. uh, Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about Subway, your favorite restaurant in the whole world. My favorite place
0: in the whole world. Yes. Why
1: don't you tell people about that? Why Why you love it so much?
0: (laughs) So I hate Subway, beyond words, and I have. I can't say that I haven't visited a subway, but I will tell you my story. So I, twice in college, two times in a row, went to two different subways and got food poisoning, violently ill, um, and had sworn never to eat there again. Well, I went into a subway last weekend with my husband because we were desperate for food and it was like the only thing in BFE, Tennessee – and we walked in and saw the lady that was behind the counter sneeze into the tuna and then saw the brown spinach and we walked out and decided that we were not going to eat there. I just do not think any subway is fresh, like they like to say.
1: Well, I mean, it's fast food. I mean, no matter how how much they want to say everything's fresh and they make it right in front of you, well, making it right in front of you is an always the best especially when you see that things have been sitting out there all day me personally right. i like subway but i'm a fat guy and i just love food so um but and yeah
0: i love like a good sub like don't get me wrong like i love to go to jersey mike's and i uh well actually i'm a huge fan of pita pit but um yeah i'm not against subs by any means quiznos i used to be a huge quiznos fan
1: oh how about Herbert and gerberts
0: Oh my gosh! Yes, we don't have Herbert and Gerberts here, but oh, I miss it so much. Shout out to Herbert book. and
1: Gerberts. That place yeah, is awesome. Yeah, for
0: real. Come to Tennessee, please go to Nashville. I really miss you. Uh, <laughs> well, so I guess the
1: reason why we're bringing it up is they're closing 500 stores.
0: 500 stores in the U.S.
1: Yeah. Well, I was reading up on it a little bit, and I think that they're doing that mostly so they can start expanding, it's expanding more globally. In other Yeah. And then they're going to try to update a lot of the stores that they have in the U.S. So I think that them closing down a bunch of stores, I'm assuming they're probably the worst producing ones that they have. It could be good. It could be bad. I mean, we'll see what happens in the near future.
0: I hope it helps them kind of rebrand. And, like, I always root for Subway because, you know, like, it is really popular. You see it everywhere. But I just, like, I can't get over my food poisoning like and here's the thing i've eaten at taco bell a mil- million times gotten food poisoning went back to the same taco bell because like obviously i'm just not going to give up taco bell that's not ever going to happen in my life i well, could get like, sick every time and i would never give it up but
1: Ta- taco bell is uh it's a whole different animal especially the old subway. taco bell we had in town here before they redo it they rebuilt it yeah it was rough yeah
0: yeah subway has done me wrong though and i just i can't get over it but their cookies are good
1: well i mean a cookie's a cookie
0: yeah that's that's true oh this is my i have more sad news so um speaking of cookies there is a cookie company in nashville called Kirsty cookies and they are delicious by the way um and they are going into the sprinkles building sprinkles has the cupcake atms um i'm sure you saw my picture
1: on hold, facebook hold, hold, hold on yeah hold on. yeah cupcake atm
0: yeah so it's like 24 hours that you can go up and it's like these fresh like bakery cupcakes and get it out of this like touchscreen atm and it's brilliant it's awesome
1: that, you have i know never you're this- listening we are moving to tennessee there's a cupcake. No, ATM. You, have
0: to, you haven't let me get to the bad news. They are taking, they took out Sprinkles, the cupcake ATM place, and now they're putting in a cookie place. And I love Christie's cookies and I love them, but I love my cupcake ATM. Do they, they have hate the best, America? For real? Like, they have the best pumpkin spice cupcakes and uh, they have dog cupcakes. God, that's Do
1: the most white girl thing you've ever said.
0: Hey, Hey, Nala gets her cupcakes there, too, okay? They have dog cupcakes, and she loves them. Yeah, it is. I'm, like, I'm so torn because I love sprinkles, but I also love Chrissy's cookies.
1: Well, I think it's very very safe to say that the fat guy should not move there.
0: (laughs) All right, we're going to dive into our
1: main topic.
0: Main topic, yeah.
1: All right. Well, ladies and gents, for our first episode we're gonna be discussing the highs and lows of being a step parent and exploring our journeys as step parents and how our experiences relate and differ from one another. So why don't you start fill us in quick on your stepchildren and tell our listeners your favorite thing to do with your stepchildren?
0: Sure. So I became a step parent almost two years ago um and my relationship with my stepson michael who's seven came very naturally uh michael and i love to watch bill nye together and then we do the experiments that we saw in the episode because um, we're 90s kids and you know we love bill nye and i will never not love him so uh yeah i'm showing that to michael and then my stepdaughter shania lynn is four and our relationship has taken some time. She is a daddy's girl. She loves Matthew very, very much. Um, but our relationship has really started to blossom a lot lately. Um, she loves it when I paint her nails or give her red lips, a.k.a. wear my lipstick. Found that out the hard way one day when she just had it all over her face. <laughs> um and as a family, we really love to listen to Rooney and Run River North and have outside dance parties.
1: Oh, Christ. Get ready to listen to stories on stories on Rooney.
0: I have my Rooney shirt on right now. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. And I'm going to Run River North next weekend. I'm so excited. <laughs>
1: oh, you're such what a, a fangirl.
0: I am such a fan girl. Hey, well, me and I go back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, my time uh, becoming a step-parent was was a little different. Um, When I first met Beth, we were working together at a gas station, and Mac was with his father for, I want to say, probably the first two or three months we knew each other, which I honestly think was kind of a bit of a blessing in disguise when it comes to mine and Beth's relationship, because it really gave us a lot of time to get to know each other right off the bat without, you know... It sounds bad when I'm saying it, but without having a kid around there to have to worry about, we really got to know each other, which kind of helped me ease into getting to know him when he finally came because we could talk about the things that he liked and, you know, what, what his favorite TV shows are, toys, all that stuff. So I had kind of an idea of what he liked before I even met him. Um, but actually meeting him for the very first time was... Was actually a very surprising thing because he just connected with me immediately. You know, we we have a lot in common. We like we both like card games. We both like video games. You know, he's six years old. He's a boy. You know, I've I've been there myself. I I love I love playing with GI Joes and cars and you know all kinds of weird video games. So you know it's it's been it's been a really awesome thing and I. I'm very very happy to say that he's not only my stepson but he's my son.
0: Yeah, that's something that you and I both do is that I say my kids and you always say my son because to us that's what they are.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we both come from divorced families. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's kind of an experience that we're both going through ourselves still, you know, in our, you know, late to early, late 20s, early 30s, you know, getting up in there, you know, I still have to deal with that on a regular basis. I go to therapy for it, you know, and Mm -hmm. now we have, we both have kids in our lives that come from broken families that, Mm -hmm. you know, we both are very much trying to mend that family dynamic between all of us. And yeah, I mean, right.
0: So it's not so broken as much as it is blended. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: Um, yeah. And I, I think for me, it's a lot easier to relate to him because it happened while I was younger. Uh, so, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was about 12 years old when it happened. So I still remember a lot of it, but, um, you know, there was some things I didn't understand at the time. So I can kind of help him understand that and get get through to him that it's nothing's his fault, nothing they don't not love you and you know try to help them as best I can now you on the other hand you had a very very different situation Would you like tell everybody
0: yeah my parents didn't get divorced until I was in college um it was very late in life so I got to experience the whole thing and the ups and downs of it and I really took it out for me. I took it out on my mom. Um, but and it caused a lot of, you know, stress on my relationship with her. Um, but that was something that now being a step parent and seeing the highs and lows uh, and being in a marriage myself, like that's something that has helped me connect back with my mom. And so it is also she's helped me so much
1: and being a stepmom. Oh yeah, 100%. I I'm, I'm right there with you. I took it out of my mom real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my mom have not had the best relationship and we've barely seen each other or really talked to each other kind of off and on for the last probably 10 to 15 years. And mm-hmm. now that I, you know, I'm married and we're trying to have more kids, you know, I'm trying to reach out to her and try to understand what happened and why things ended the way they did and why she did the certain things that she did. So I Mm -hmm. think that me getting married, just like you said, has helped me connect with my parents on a much deeper level than I ever would before.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, elephant in the room, what is your relationship with Beth's ex?
1: Well, luckily for me, we don't have a relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. I have never actually spoken to him before Uh, there's been many times where he's tried to convince Mac to give me the phone and stuff like that when I'm thinking he's probably might say something that he's going to regret or I'm going to regret so I just try to keep everything between her and him you know when it comes to Mac and I think it's for the better because I am a hothead And I, (laughs) you know, if somebody says the wrong thing to me, I have a tendency to kind of lose my cool. So um, until something serious happens, which hopefully it won't, I don't think Mm -hmm. we're ever going to have any kind of relationship. And I hope to keep it that way.
0: Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from, because I'm kind of on that level. Now, I've had a real roller coaster relationship with Matthew's ex, but... Uh, Right now, I've just kind of come to accept that she isn't in a place to want to have that positive relationship with Matthew or myself right now, not even like for the kids. And so I like if she can't want to have that relationship with Matthew, she's definitely not going to want to have that relationship with me. So I haven't talked to her in almost two months and I've stopped back and try and let them focus on building a healthier relationship uh, because I, I personally feel that they need to for the kids. I mean, I see my parents and my parents have a very healthy relationship when they see each other for me. Like, yeah, they they very much feel like no matter what, we always share you like I want not have um, you if I if, you know, my parents would have never been together. And so I really I I try and put that into my relationship with her or even the kids. Because the kids will, like, they see the hostility that happens. And so they'll ask me, like, well, do you not like my mom? And I say, babe, I love your mom. If it wasn't for your mom, I wouldn't have you. And I stand by that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's hard when, when I hear him ask me stuff about his dad. You know, I, I can't really... I can't really say anything because, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there. So, right. that it really sucks when that does happen because I feel like I put Beth in a very, very tough spot because mm-hmm. she has to explain things to him in a way that he can understand, and me not being able to support her in that because I don't know nothing about them. It's it's hard for me to do. So, I try to do the best I can to be the best dad to him that I can be.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, I guess we'll go to some listener questions we got on Facebook.
0: Yeah. So,
1: uh, one listener asked us, how hard is it to step up to the role as a stepparent?
0: Well, for me, it was terrifying because I did not think I had a maternal bone in my entire body. Um, Unless it was a dog. Yeah, I was going to say, except for Nala. <laughs> Like, I was like, I'm a dog mom. Like, that's that was my... That was what I was meant to be in life as a dog mom. (laughs) Um, And very much so like you, Josh, um, when I was, you know, when Matthew and I entered our relationship, I mean, we were long distance, so I didn't um, see the kids. And it really had us focus on Matthew and I building our relationship first. And then we got them for a spring break when I was finally moved in. And so I kind of got that crash course and it hit me really hard when they had to go back to their mom because I wasn't expecting after a week that I would have gotten so attached and would miss them so much. What about you?
1: Well, for me, it wasn't really that crazy of a thing it Really, it wasn't too much of a shock to the system because my previous relationship, she actually had two kids. So um and they were with her all the time. So I kind of got a little bit of that like a little bit of a head start, I guess, when it comes to mm-hmm. dating somebody with kids. Um uh, it was definitely weird though because going from dealing with two little girls to a 6-year-old little boy who's 100% a mama's boy, it mm-hmm. it was uh that was a shock to the system. So yeah. I oh mean, yeah.
0: Personality is totally different in those kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the good thing is Mac's such an awesome kid, and we we really like to do things together. Like like I said, play video games, and you know, start and collect Pokemon cards together. You know, all these things that I did as a kid, I can start bringing into his life, which is a lot easier with a little boy, in my opinion.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I yeah, I thought that I would bond so quickly with Shane because she's a little girl. But being a daddy's girl, she just wanted all of his attention all the time. So it just came really natural that Michael and I bonded. Um, and so that was like difficult and kind of a challenge for me. And then another challenge is like, now we're co-parenting with our spouses. So how do you and Beth differ in co-parenting?
1: Well, it, it's hard to co-parent because she got a four-year head start on me. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> she she grew up in a very, very different household than I did. Um, mm-hmm. She was an army brat. So, you know, there was definite discipline and, you know, I'm sure there was spankings and stuff like that. And you know, that's, that's totally fine. If you, if that's what you want to do, it's, it's hard for me to do that growing up with a, with an abusive parent. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Matthew and I don't spank. Yeah. I mean, the only time I ever do it is if he does something that he knows is really, really wrong. And it's just a one little tap on his butt. And that's, you know, so he knows not to do it. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: but, yeah, I mean, I grew up in with my grandparents, you know, for mm-hmm. the most part. There was going to be no spanking from them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was a big kid, you know. So stuff like that, um, I, I was more of a try to – I was – got stuff taken away a lot. So mm-hmm. if I did something wrong, I'd get my TV taken away, I'd get my Nintendo taken away, I'd get my cards taken away, and it was – that was way worse than anything that they could have done to me. Yeah. So And how
0: is Beth with that? Does she like to do the taking away?
1: You know, she's she's starting to um she's starting to uh, the last few days we've we've had a little bit of issues and you know, we both kind of stepped up together kind of for mm-hmm. the first time I would say, like really parented together instead of mm-hmm. trying to fight each other on what we wanted to do. And I think it's going really well because he's starting to, he's starting to trust more. And, uh, I think that's a big thing. You have to have your kids trust when it comes Mm -hmm. to discipline, because if they don't trust you, they're not going to listen to you. So we both agree on something and we stick to it. He will see that, that we are both together on that and he will start trusting me more like he trusts his mother so that's kind of where we're at now we're trying to we're trying to do better for him
0: yeah um yeah i guess that's that is a big thing is being able to show the kids that their parent and their new spouse they are a team because that team that they had previously seen was broken um Matthew and I, like, our biggest difference in co-parenting ties to how we were raised. Like, Matthew was raised super conservative, so grew up with gun safety being taught very early on to him, where I hadn't even touched a gun until, like, physically never touched a gun until I was with Matthew. And he taught me, and I've only done it once. So I was, like, 26 when I first ever— you know, touched the gun. And I grew up extremely liberal and, you know, Matthew had to do chores from a very young age. I never had to do chores. I mean, my mom still made my bed in high school. And that is something that, I still do for the kids. Matthew will give them a bath every night. And I will, while he's giving them a bath, I will make their beds and clean their rooms. And that is something that for him, like we had a compromise on because he was like, no, I grew up having chores. And I'm like, I did not. And my parents were big on, well, it's your time to be a kid. So be a kid and let us help you where we can. Um, but Matthew also, understands that there are compromises. Like he is teaching Michael gun safety. So Michael got a BB gun for Christmas and then before he shoots, we have to read through the gun safety book and him and Michael go out in the back. And um and for me that's like I'm like, oh my gosh, like how are we teaching this, you know, seven year old kid this um, but at the same time, then we take them to go see, uh, to go to pride festival in the summer. And that is something that Matthew had never thought about, um, going to, but I think it's important, you know, they had a kid zone in, and the kids got to do science experiments and make slime and they had a ton of fun and they got exposed to different things. Um, just like we don't censor, so we'll swear and the kids know that those are adult words and there are some words you can say when you're an adult and some words that you can say, you know, as a kid and, um, they're not bad, they're just adult words. So, yeah. um, yeah, just, just, just the way we were that he still is pretty conservative and I'm very liberal. So, uh,
1: <laughs> uh, liberals, an understatement.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: my, my theory on, on kids, you know, my, my parents for the most part, especially my dad, he kind of let me learn things the hard way, mm-hmm. which I think was really, really beneficial to the man that I turned out to be. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and when I went into the military, I wasn't as sheltered as some of these guys were, so I could open up to the things that I saw and the people that I met, um, and I think that's that's great that you're doing that. Uh, we're trying to do that the best we can with Mac. Uh, yeah, obviously he's six years old; he doesn't understand certain things, and we have to explain it to him. But for the most part, we we tend to tend to let him see things as they are because. That's life. You know, you have to learn somehow. You might as well learn early so that you know what to expect when you're an adult.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. So we have another listener question. Um, We had a listener have a question for you, Josh. And they had said, Josh, if I'm not mistaken, in the teaser, you said you never thought you would have children, let alone be a stepfather. So my question is when... Um, when did you figure out you were more than just an adult figure to your child?
1: Well, for me, it was more of a, I, I wanted to be that father figure to him because his dad isn't around all the time. But at first I was hesitant because I think I speak for everybody. When you start out a relationship, as much as you may like somebody or care about them, it's hard to be like this is going to be the thing, you know, this is going to be the one that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. So, you know, I was a little hesitant at first to really open up and get to know him. But then finally, you know, after a few months of him being home and moving in together, I started to realize like, this is the, this is my family now. This is who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And that took a lot for me to do that because, you know, as you know, and I'm sure some of the people listening out there, I never, ever wanted to have kids. I, I just, it was not on the agenda for me. You know, I, I thought that I was not father material. And some days I still don't believe that I am, but it, it's coming slowly. It's only been a couple of years, so we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yes, we got one last listener question for the week. Mallory, when was your aha moment that made you realize that you were more than just an adult figure to your stepchildren's lives?
0: Mm, I think it came differently with each of them. Um, For me with Michael, it was my first Christmas with them. Um, Michael had woken me up in the middle of the night And asked me if I believed that Santa was real and um, told me that some kids at school were telling them that Santa wasn't real. Um, Most kids are dicks. Yeah, right? Like, kids are fucking assholes. But anyway, so, I mean, my kids can be assholes, but, like, Shanilan especially. But, yeah, so he he woke me up and asked me. And um, so... Like, I completely stole from the Polar Express. And I was just like, well, you know, it's a belief. And um, I asked him if he what like, he believed and if he believed in the spirit of Christmas. Um, and then he asked me if I would lay in bed with him until he fell asleep before Santa came. And so, like, for me, I was like, wow, that was really cool. Like, you could have asked your dad, but you came to me. Um, Shania Lynn, it has really started more recently, I would say, because like I've said, she's a daddy's girl. So she always wanted Matthew. Um, but more recently, she has just been, uh, wanting to play with me and, you know, mama, you're my best friend. I love you. And we, my mom got her these doll sticker things and she wants to play with them with me, even over FaceTime. And that's huge for her, cause to at first to get her even to talk to me on um, FaceTime was a challenge, cause she just wanted Matthew. And um, yeah, just recently, just her was more easy than where Michael. I was like, oh, holy shit! Like this is this is a big thing in a kid's life is when they ask about Santa, and yeah. I'm the one doing this. Like I almost felt like I wasn't qualified to answer the question.
1: Well. I do, I do have a little story here um, when it yeah. comes to Santa and, like, the Easter Bunny, especially yeah. the Easter Bunny. Um, we kind of messed up on the Easter Bunny thing this year because we went out really? to Walmart, picked out the uh-huh. baskets, and had him pick out his own basket.
0: And uh. finally,
1: nope, when we got home, we're like, oh, God, we just totally ruined the Easter Bunny. <laughs> Thank God. Grandma came to the rescue because wow. she bought him a big basket from Walmart and when we went over for Easter dinner, it was hidden out in the yard. So oh, oh, that was that was a rough one. That was he was really, really upset when he woke up and he was like, where well, did the Easter bunny come? Did the Easter bunny come? So we're we're scrambling going, Oh oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. You know, yeah. so Grandma came up big. Oh, Thank you, Grandma. Ahead.
0: Well, I found out that the Easter Bunny and all that shit wasn't real because I was a fucking asshole kid and asked my mom why the Easter Bunny used the same grass every year because my mom would, like, use the same grass in the basket every year and spoiled me and figured it out. And I was like, uh, I don't buy this shit anymore, so
1: that's how I found out. <laughs> it's because you're an evil person.
0: I know. You are I heartless. And so it's <laughs> not
1: Even as a child. I know. Well... I suppose, uh, what is your biggest surprise being a step parent?
0: Oh, um, I think for me, uh yeah, I guess this ties into me being the ice queen that you call me all the time. Um, how welcoming everybody was. Like I just assumed my family would be pretty like standoff to my stepkids and that my stepkids would be standoffish to them because I'd always prepared my parents for not having kids. Like I remember being in sixth grade and we had to do those damn sugar babies. And I remember going home and dropping the bag of sugar on the table and telling my mom it was dumb because I was never going to have kids. So like they thought like they like since I was 12, they were like, nope, she's never going to have kids. And then all of a sudden I have these two that are not that are not babies, you know, Yeah. Um and there was no transition like they just boom went into grandparent mode like my mom will send them boxes like a box a month when they're with us and like we'll just randomly send them Chuck E. cheese gift cards and um i can't get shania lynn off the phone with grandpa bryce like she absolutely loves him Um, And so it completely melts my heart, but it was just a big surprise for me. What about you?
1: Well, first off, I'm going to go back to you real quick. Yeah. I can tell you right now that your Mm -hmm. dad was waiting to put on the grandpa hat for a very, very long time.
0: Yes, but Shania Lynn is so easy for him because that's all my dad knows is little girls because he just had me. And so, like, for Michael, like, it wasn't as easy for him. He's like, what do I do with the little boy?
1: Oh, yeah, I guess.
0: <laughs> but Shania Lynn, like, melts his heart.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, for me, I mean, I guess it was just my first interaction with him. Um he, he really, really opened up to me almost immediately, which I wasn't expecting. And none of her family was even expecting it. They're like, "Oh, he doesn't do well with men and he's just immediately attached to you. And he, he loves you being around. So that was, that was a really awesome thing, you know, to be able to make him feel comfortable around me, you know, this new guy that is dating his mom, you know, it's, that can be tough when you're a kid. I know when my my mom and my stepdad got together, I, I was not very nice to him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was like, you you just took my mom away. You're a yeah. dick. So I was very... I'm
0: still like that now. Like, when my dad <laughs> dates, I'm like... Like, my mom, not so much. Like, but my dad... I, like, no. Like, I'm tough on any woman that thinks that she's going to get near my dad. It's just not happening. And I think that that is something that we both, you and I, both got really lucky on that our kids did not put us through that.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: So now that you've had some experience as a step parent, last question for you, I guess, on the topic. Um, what advice do you have for our listeners uh, on being a step parent?
1: Oh boy, this is <laughs> this is a pretty good question. <laughs> Um, I guess the biggest thing that I can say is go into it with an open mind, especially if you don't have kids of your own. Um, be aware that you are the new person you are coming into their world uh, without their consent basically and you you just have to you have to take the time to ease into it and get to know them and really connect with them before you, before you lose, you know, before you lose it with them, you you have to, I don't know how, I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Uh, It's really, really hard to answer this question because it's, it's such a tough thing. It's a learning experience every single day on what you can and cannot do. And when they try to test you on what they can get away with and what they can't get away with, and it's, you know, you have to you have to be open minded. You cannot let the little things get to you because mm-hmm. if you do, it's not going to end well for you.
0: I think that's like being a parent at all. Like, kids are always going to test a parent no matter what. But yes, you especially get it as a step parent. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I think my advice to people that are either new step parents or entering into a relationship with kids is that first and foremost, like your relationship with your partner needs to come first. And that sounds really selfish, but it's now your responsibility to show them a healthy relationship. Obviously they've seen a broken relationship because they've seen their parents split up. And so for us, like for Matthew and I, like we really focus on the kids seeing that we love each other and we want them to have that healthy role model. Second, I would say obviously build your relationship with your kids, but don't have expectations. Like I said, I just expected Shnylin and I to just boom, like be instant because she was a girl and I'm a girl. And it didn't happen that way. And there were so many tears shed by me because I had that expectation. And as soon as I let that expectation go, that's when our relationship started to bloom. And then, lastly, like, just don't push the X and don't take anything personally. Just like you have to step back and think, how would I feel? Like, no matter what, they're going to feel territorial. And no matter what, they've had a bad experience with the person that you're with now. So just let them be where they are and let things let things be. Don't push anybody.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you really got to you really got to let let them in as much as they want to be let in. Mm -hmm. You know, his uh, Max father lives in Pennsylvania. You know, Uh we've openly been like, hey, anytime you want to come out here during the year, during the school year, when you come out to the t-ball games or to the concerts and stuff like that, you're more than welcome to come out here. You know, obviously, probably not the best idea to have him stay with us, but he's more (laughs) than welcome to come out and take him for a few days. You know, it's, you have to be willing to give that, to, to, you have to be willing to give to receive, you know what I'm saying?
0: And no matter what that is, the child's, other birth parent so no matter what like she's still their birth mom and I still that's why I still no matter how you know unkind the relationship between her and I is I can't let the kids see that I still have to tell the kids no I love your mom because if it wasn't for her I would not have you and no matter what at the end of the day that's the truth
1: yeah I mean and no matter what happens you have to respect that Mm -hmm. there's just no way around it
0: Yep. So that was our big topic for the week. Thanks for listening to us, guys. So since we talked about blended families, we are going to end each episode of Friend FriendZoned um, with something that we do in my blended family, and that is each day at our dinner table, we talk about our rose and our thorn. And so when I was telling Michael and Shania Lynn about the podcast, they thought it would be cool if we ended each episode like that. So, Josh, what is your rose and your thorn for the week? Rose is something, just so y'all know, listeners out there, rose is something good that happened to you, and thorn is something not so good that happened to you.
1: Well, I'm going to start off with the rose first. Um, (laughs) Finally getting this episode done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! Has this been a roller coaster trying to get this stuff done? um uh, You know, something comes up on her end or my end, and finally we just got it together today. And you oh, know, it, it, hey, I'm I'm sorry for everybody's been waiting, but here we are. So we're here. We got here. Um, I I guess my thorn for this week is gonna be kind of lame. Um. Mac and Beth are leaving for the weekend, so they're going to visit uh, my brother-in-law, who is finally back stateside from being stationed out in Japan for two years. Oh, gotcha. Almost three years, actually, now. Um, So they're going to be going out there. They're leaving tomorrow morning. They'll be back sometime Monday night, so... I mean, yeah, it's going to be nice having the house to myself, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be kind of a bummer, you know, I, when they're not around, it's it's just quiet and kind of boring at home, so, yeah, what about you?
0: Well, I'm going to start with my thorn, because I like to end on a rose, and I like to end on a positive note, do that with kids as well, um, so my thorn is that I really, my thorn is bad pet owners. Obviously, I take pride in being a really good pet owner. Um, but my neighbors, uh, once which in case my other neighbors aren't listening, one side of my neighbors are awesome and I love them. But my other side, they are not so nice. And they have, like, four little dogs. And we have fenced-in yards. But their dogs are constantly trying to dig under the fence to come and get at Nala. And she's very, like, passive. So she doesn't ever do anything. Um but Matthew and I were outside playing games and grilling out, and so Nala was obviously out there with us, and these dogs would not stop trying to get under the fence. And their na- and my neighbor was in, like, I looked over the fence, and she was in the backyard just sitting there not doing anything seeing this happen. And it just drives me insane when people aren't good pet owners. I'm like, why would you not try and stop them? Like,
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. Especially people yeah. who live on like a busy street and they don't put their dogs on leashes. Oh,
0: that is my biggest pet peeve. Like people are like, oh, like I have had to stop walking in my neighborhood because nobody like, well, not nobody, but a lot of people in my neighborhood don't put their dogs on leashes. And they're all like, oh, it's okay. My dog's really friendly. Well, your dog might be friendly, but you don't know about somebody else's dog. Like my dog happens to have anxiety. So if another dog comes up to her, no, she's not going to get aggressive, but she's going to hug me. Like literally she hugs me. And um, like it causes her stress and anxiety, but like another dog could be really mean. Why would you even risk your dog? Like, Bad. yeah like, I mean,
1: it doesn't make sense to me yeah it's insane especially with your dog i mean little, little story here we go to the we used to go to the dog park all the time oh, uh, yeah. my dog is like a quarter of the size of nala <laughs> and she is completely terrified of him
0: mm-hmm. it's the she just most doesn't like other dogs <laughs> hey. but she for... loves you though oh
1: yeah and i still got scars <laughs> on my arm thanks nala <laughs>
0: She's just not a dog. Dog. She loves people. She's not aggressive, but yeah, like obviously, Buddy is so much smaller than her, and she was just very scared.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's especially male dog that could be a thing too. You know, you never know. Dogs are weird. So yeah,
0: she's just snotty. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my thorn. It's just bad. Do- like, put your dog on a leash, people. Come on.
1: Don't be dicks. Um,
0: yeah. Like, I, if you don't put your dog on a leash and you're in a residential neighborhood, I do not like you. Um, my rose for the week is that I never win anything, like, ever. And I won Predators tickets this <laughs> week. So uh, the Nashville Predators are a hockey team, and they are in the playoffs. And Matthew and I had a day of vacation. And we went to – he was like, well, I really want to try and get Preds tickets so we went out um, to Academy Sports because they were doing a giveaway, and we signed up and did not win. And then on our way back, uh, we heard, like randomly heard a Dunkin' Donuts commercial that Dunkin' Donuts was signing up to give people tickets. Um, went to it, and I won the tickets. <laughs> so I screamed, like the biggest white girl scream in the whole world. And, yeah, the people sitting behind us at the game paid $900 for their tickets. <laughs>
1: Okay, Mallory, I love you to death, but I got to ask you a question. Yeah. Have you ever watched a hockey game before that?
0: Well, yeah, I've been to this is this was my fifth game this season.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, but before the preds, the only hockey experience I had had really was like playing for Pep Band.
1: Um, Yeah, it doesn't count.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, But I love it. Like, I'm addicted. Like, we watch the games at home now. I am already got all my appetizers prepped for the game tomorrow. Super excited. But, yeah, I never win anything. I am
1: suddenly now a huge sports fan.
0: Not sports, but, like... (sighs)
1: You know, you move you away. You got to be
0: in Nashville. Like, it's just like everybody's, like, comes together when it comes to the press. Stand you, with you, us. You, you
1: know. move away, and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> into sports and all kinds of fun things. And Have you a,
0: met my husband? Any, no, it's okay.
1: It's okay. <laughs> I understand you married so, Captain America.
0: I, that, that I did. That I did. Yes, he's very much so that. <laughs> so, yeah, that was my, that's my rose. It was what I won super excited about it so thank you everybody for listening to our first full episode of friend zone be sure to subscribe like our facebook page follow us on twitter at friend zone pc and we want to give a big shout out thanks to our friends at Twenty Watt tombstone for letting us use the red music on our podcast and if you like the music that you heard Please check out 20 Watt Tombstone on their Facebook page, Instagram page, and their albums are available for purchase and download on iTunes.
1: Links will be in the description of all the podcasts. Yeah. So, so yeah, thanks everybody for sticking it out with us and waiting around for us to get our shit together. So <laughs> hopefully it won't take this long next time. So, yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, guys.
1: Thank you.